Accolade by Ace Buchanan, his most recent single. I got to play that for the other time zone on Tuesday, but for those of you who can join us later on the West Coast, thank you. My name is Karin Zoe Lee, and you're listening to Night Ride FM, and uh, yeah, this is the third interview of my crazy night. Oh, no, uh, fourth? Maybe? I don't know. This jacket's going to be on tonight, that's my point. Jacket came out with an album uh, at the beginning of the month, and uh, I was out of town, didn't get to catch him, but I got him now. And we're going to talk about that later. In the meantime, I want to catch y'all up on uh, on some of these new releases, like from Aztec Records, this one from Max Parker and Geovac, Cloudscape. <laughs> Like it's like it's 
Escape by Max Parker and Geovog, uh, two of the Boys of Summer of Aztec Records. Who are the Boys of Summer? <laughs> We're going to find out later. Uh, let's wake ourselves up a little bit with some chip tune because Cool AM7 has an album coming out tomorrow, The Tale of the Fairy Night Mancer. And it's been a, a long time coming. I've, I've watched it little bit in progress so we're gonna hear a track from that album that we have not heard yet but first I want to tell you that he's gonna be uh, on his twitch stream tomorrow 10 a.m pacific time my time I'll be up early uh 6 p.m british summertime of course 1 p.m on the east coast uh cool am7 is going to be on his twitch streaming uh the premiere of the album and of course telling the tale of the fairy nightmancer so here is a track that will be
That was Eternal Shock by Cool AM7 from the album that drops tomorrow, The Tale of the Fairy Nightmancer. Epic. <laughs> and, and don't forget to see, uh, see him on Twitch tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. if you're in the UK, Ireland. All right, <laughs> coming up next, guess who's in the IRC? Mob Tech, hello. I, I gotta play this for the US now. Uh, this is a song that he did with Starfarer called Sky Cane. Oh, five, five, three, eight, pop in a 
That was Sky King by Mob Tech, featuring Starfarer on guitar. Coming up next, I want to sneak one in here by Grand Suburb. This is kind of a last minute, but uh, I got this in my inbox today, Rubicon, and it's so good. Have a listen. sure when that comes out I'll have to ask him <laughs> probably tomorrow anyway uh, watch out for snakes has a new one that uh, that they got to hear over in Europe when I was on Tuesday uh, here we go with burnt bridges She's 
was Burnt Bridges by Watch Out for Snakes. Yeah, he just released that. Check it out on Bandcamp. Why not? Keltec. Keltec sent me this one. He's got a brand new track out. This is back to 1985. by Keltec. Love that. Mobtech just bought that, so that's one sale. <laughs> Coming up next, we got more from Aztec, Centronics, and Loud at a collab on a song called Never. I see you on my phone Feels like a good song Waited all this time for you to come along And you gave me hope and you gave me something 
Centronics and Lau of Aztec Records. Yeah, they got a lot coming out. They're signing a lot of artists. I don't know how they're keeping up. <laughs> coming up next, I got one from Zach Vortex from his Heart of Darkness EP. It's the uh, titular track, Heart of Darkness.
That was Heart of Darkness by Zach Vortex, the titular track from his EP, Heart of Darkness. Now, before I turn my attention to Jacket's Volume 1 Dream, I've got one song left for you from Lavalette, and uh, he will be my guest in August ahead of his album American Summer coming out next month. Here's a track called Higher Ground. Lavalette 
from his upcoming album, American Summer. Watch for it next month. I'll be having him on the show. And uh, next week, I'll be having Shadowrunner on the show on the, on Tuesday. And Thursday will be Diamond Field. All right. Now, coming up next, Jacket. Uh, I wanted to play this one for you because uh, it's one of, his, uh, one of his tracks that's not a collab. This came from him and him alone. Uh, one of my favorites. This is Jacket with New Horizon. That was New Horizon by Jacket 
from his brand new album, Volume One, Dream. And my guest of the hour is Mr. Jacket. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you so much, Irving. I was, I was out camping the week that uh, you released this. I would have liked to catch you before the release, but I just, I, my planning wasn't uh, on point. <laughs> hey, no worries. I, I definitely don't expect you to plan your, your family holidays around my album releases, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. You came back and you were like, dude, and <laughs> like, released the album and you, you got right, uh, right back into it when you got back. So that was awesome. Yeah. And now I ended up with seven interviews this month. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. So uh, I, I opened the show with New Horizon because it's one of my personal favorites off this album. Awesome, thank you. It took a lot of forms. You know, I've been doing this project for a little bit over a year now, and some of the songs were things that I would cobbled together while I was still in my previous project and kind of had laying around. And this was one of them. It was an idea that has been around for probably, I would say, two years, and it was just this dinky little loop. And then uh, I kept building on it, kept building on it, kept adding, kept, uh, adding new things, and it kind of just became something completely different. And I guess that's not really a unique story as far as track production uh, goes and songwriting goes, but it just really turned into something that felt different. And for some reason, I was just like, why does this song always sound so good? Like, it's always such a, just always makes me nod my head. And it originally didn't have any of that spoken word in it. And it's kind of this call back and forth between a male voice and a female voice. Once I had kind of decided what I wanted to follow as the theme to the record, to the album, I got this idea for, well, wouldn't it be cool if me and my wife kind of did a back and forth and uh, she's got this sort of like soft artificial intelligence. Like she can really pull off the the robot sort of uh, <laughs> <laughs> voice if she wants to. And, you know, she she's always been so supportive and always there for me when, when things have gotten tough, uh, not just with music, obviously, but, but everywhere. And she was so thrilled when I kind of came up with this idea to have, to have her on there. And so it turned into this nice little husband and wife collaboration on there and <laughs> now that the cd is out she's like i'm on this song you know going to her her co co-workers and and her family and friends and and it's just an awesome feeling to have you know your spouse support you like that and be there like that so i guess that's kind of that's kind of the sentimental story of it it's and now whenever i listen to it it just kind of gives me that fond feeling that we did that together so if I'd have known, I'd have asked if she would have signed the CD, too. No, that's okay. And her signature <laughs> probably would have looked a lot better than mine, too, so... <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it was mixed by Yoru. Um, he, he mixed a couple songs in the CD, and obviously the whole, the whole CD was mastered by my friend Bobby, who's... System better, Glitch. Who's better known as System Glitch. <laughs> Sorry, I took that from you. <laughs> Damn it! No, <laughs> no. Uh, you know, I feel so so proud to to be able to say that he's he was a part of it. And same with Christian Shadow Runner and and everybody else who was on the record. And it really wouldn't have been possible without them supporting me this last year and giving me feedback. They really just became really good friends over the past year. And you know, nobody could go anywhere. All we really had was our music and, you know, we kind of formed this this little tribe over the last year that has been just 
awesome to have these talented, creative people around me. It's not something that I've necessarily always had, so I'm glad that, that they were a part of it. And yeah, it, I think it sounds, I think it sounds okay. I, you know, I, it sounds pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it, you know? <laughs> it's got some great people on it and, and we all worked hard, so. I, I love that. I actually, uh, I, I can see this collective taking shape amongst you guys. And uh, who was it that I asked? I asked somebody when I was having my show with Demi K. Great show. Great show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I said you guys needed a name. And I uh, can't remember who told me, but uh, you're, you're the boys of summer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've... Um... We were trying to keep it more of like a an, an, a thing in between ourselves and just. Well, somebody didn't. No. <laughs> no. Now the jig is up and <laughs> it's been outed. No, uh, we we kind of knew. We we kept inviting people kind of into this this circle and, and kind of created this this like I said this this tribe this collective of of like minded synth artists. Um, some newer, some older, and and that's kind of what it's turned into and. Really, just like I said, I've never been a part of something like that before. And, you know, I, I don't want to say too much for fear of my family's safety or anything like that. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it was Bobby. He said that uh, Karn was asking what the Boys of Summer release schedule was or something like that. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody announced it publicly in the chat room. So it's been seen. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I guess... Um... Now that you have this collective around you, have you been able to better like self-assess? I mean, how, how well were you able to identify your own strengths and weaknesses as a producer or as a musician before? Yeah, I mean, it was probably my saving grace as someone who, I, I've been a musician a long time. I've, I've played in bands for a long time. I came from a metal background and, you know, saw we'll say, you know, medium success locally and, and kind of around, but that, that was pretty much it. And I went from a space where, you know, I was in a band and you're kind of sharing your creativity with somebody and you're always very, very anxious about how your creativity is going to be received and, and vice versa. And bands work out absolutely fantastic for a lot of people. And I kind of realized that it wasn't maybe the best space for me, but what, what ended up happening was that I was all on my own after that. I was like, yeah, now I get to make all the decisions. Now I get to, you know, work for myself and, and really, you know, let my ideas be themselves and be honest and true. And, you know, there's no censorship there. Um, mm. Yeah, it turns out that I needed censorship a lot. It turns out that I needed somebody <laughs> to sit there and say, uh, you know, maybe not, dude. Maybe don't do that. You know, and I didn't really have that, and it, it was kind of random how the whole you know group kind of came together. Obviously, Bobby is very fresh on the scene, but not fresh as a producer, not fresh as a, as a musician. He's extremely talented and has built a, a career on on his art and his music. So he kind of just came out of nowhere. I'd never heard him before, and I was kind of putting feelers out there to see who wants to remix these songs. And it was the first three songs I'd ever released. And uh, Bobby kind of came out of the woodwork and was like, I'd love to really uh, remix Skyline Heart. And I was like, all right, dude, I don't know you, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he did, uh, just blew me away. And I remember first thinking like, 
you know what, man, what you're doing, it's not really a remix, so I don't really know how to feel about it. I like had these very rigid limits, I think, that I was placing on myself of what a remix should be, of what, you know, all these different things should be, because that's just what I had in my head at the time. And he was like, no, you're just, the only limits that you have are the ones that you place on yourself. So you just have to have, you just have to open your mind. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that he said that to me. And I was like, you know what, you're right, because this is fantastic. And we released that remix and, you know, it did really, really awesome. It still continues to bring in streams. And it's it's just great that it's lasted so long in, in its popularity. And that was kind of the beginning of that friendship. So from there, it turned into a very feedback oriented relationship of, you know, I help you, you help me, we support each other, we lift each other up, we take advice from each other, you know, we, we screen things through each other to see if maybe it's the right call or whether it's not. And that eventually brought in Christian. He just kind of got in this whirlwind of talking with me and sending ideas back and forth this last year. And, you know, he kind of became that, that third member of the group. And it, it just was a very tight trio. And in terms of how they helped me, you know, somebody who was fairly new to production, like I said, been playing music for a while. And, and I was in a previous Synthwave-esque project uh, previously, which was Tom Selica. I just wasn't the producer of that act. So I didn't really have a lot of, of experience doing that. And I would not have been able to grow and learn and develop this last year without Chris and Bobby and the other unnamed members of said collective by my side, <laughs> giving me support and, and just being my friend, honestly. So 100%, I went from nubile and a little jaded from my last project and a little overconfident. And I, I needed some real friends to guide me along the right way. So really grateful for that. Oh, that's wonderful. They're great guys. And yeah, this turned out beautifully yeah i um when borealis came out it was really big for me uh, it was really i think it was it was big for christian he's he's gone on to have some massive success with his last two singles and you know his new album is just going to be absolutely amazing i'm so stoked for everybody to hear it but being able to do borealis with him on this album was seriously a true a true pleasure we created something i think is really beautiful between us you know kind of like a baby yeah, it's kind of like a synth baby, you know, it's a very beautiful yeah. synth child. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's just great. I, he, his, he is such a perfectionist and, and so involved in his theme and in his lore and in his production. He wants it all to fit together perfectly. And that has been super inspiring for me because a lot of times I'm like, it's good enough. This sounds great. I just want to release it. And you know, they'll sit there and be like, no, maybe, maybe you could do this. Maybe you could tweak that. Maybe you could, uh, maybe you could cause more tension in the build up there. Maybe you could do, you know, they just, they're always there to kind of not only uh, knock me down a peg, but then lift me back up. And that was, uh, kind of the, the roller coaster that was Borealis was him taking what I had begun with and turning it into something that was truly both of us in one. Yeah, I think I think it turned out great in that respect.
it's a gorgeous song and uh goodness yeah coming out of the gate with that one good move <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it still has a, a really special place in my heart and i still listen to it all the time not that you know you, you, sometimes you get tired of a song mm-hmm. especially after working on it for for so long and hearing it so many times it just you want it to crawl under a rock and, and never show itself again but <laughs> borealis has has staying power and super happy for that so as far as the uh, boys of summer is concerned uh i want a mega collab <laughs> <laughs> like like a do you know about the team Sweatwave releases that yours i think yours yeah. is a part of that there's probably other team Sweatwave members with you guys that you're not telling me but yeah they do these <laughs> Big collabs, and I, I want to see them from you guys, too. I was going to frame that as a question, but I thought you'd him and haw about it, so I'm just going to say it as a request. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we haven't talked about that. You know, we're, we, in, in so many ways, we, we have. Obviously, uh, we all collaborate one-on-one a lot, and, and we've all released songs together. And I had just recently fielded the thought of putting a compilation together. between all of these artists and uh, perhaps some others from kind of outside the the Boys of Summer group and donated to a good cause. Uh, Christian had recommended, and I personally love this, you know, looking into uh, donating to children's cancer research. Okay. Because that was the first sort of thing that he said, and, you know, cancer has happened in my family, and it's definitely a point for me. So it was something that kind of resonated with me as well. We haven't done done or said anything official as far as that goes, and obviously uh, Discord server compilations are not necessarily a new thing, but we do think that this collective, this collection of, of people could probably put a really amazing compilation together and make some good money for charity. So that's that's been discussed. The mega collab, because I remember, you know, I feel like Demi's always part of these mega collab tracks and they're always so awesome because <laughs> I think he did one with Bobby and Yoru and I want to say Turbo Knight, but I, I could be totally wrong on that. But, and, and those just turn out awesome. So I would totally be open to something like that in the future. That would be fun. Both like vocal and non-vocal instrumental. Oh, I yes. would love that kind of mix. Something that like, like all like dozen of you end up remixing by the end of it. It's just one single, one new track remixed 12 times. You're Can't welcome. wait to announce that on the air. <laughs> we are going to be playing these remixes back to back. You're welcome. <laughs> the credits are longer than the song itself, but yeah. here we go. There is somebody uh, a little while ago, I can't remember if it was during this time that I've been part of the community with Jacket or if it was my previous time hanging out with Tom Selica. I remember somebody put together like a 24 track mega song. Or maybe use or like twenty four artists make a song is what I meant to say, and I cannot yeah. remember who that was, but it was just like they were showing the project on Twitter and it had like a hundred and fifty tracks in the project, and I was like, that would cause me to go insane if <laughs> it was my job to mix that rigmarole right there. But yeah, definitely. I've seen those happen, and I've always kind of been like, I want to do one. Why doesn't anybody invite me to do one? <laughs> but maybe in the future. Well, I, I would love to see that. But I know you're all you're all busy. You're all busy with each other's stuff too. So, that being said, uh, how did how did these other collabs come about? One of my, I guess, guiding 
principles has been to try and collab with as many people as possible. Uh, I really, really enjoy the creative process with someone else. And I didn't think that I would so much, you know, kind of when I said I was getting into this, I was like, oh, I'm on my own now. I can do everything myself. And, you know, sometimes that's great and that works for a lot of artists, but I find that, you know, some of my best work kind of comes through when, when I'm bouncing stuff off of other people and, uh, and working with other people. I don't know, it, was, it seemed very new and exciting. It wasn't something that I had really done a lot before. So kind of made it a point to try and work with as many people as possible and, and get to know as many people as possible. So the first collab was, of course, with the man himself, Demi. He lent his guitar skills to uh, Skyline Heart uh, on the original EP. And ever since then, you know, I definitely look fondly on that because he was the first person to be like, dude, I'll, I'll absolutely work with you. And was just like the, you know, I was this no, no face person that had just kind of waltzed on to the Twitter community and was like, Hey, you want to help me with my songs? And you know, he was, he was there to do that. So that, that experience with him and how humble he was and how easy to work with he was, uh, I think really kind of inspired me to set that, that collab track in, in motion. And this album just kind of ended up being the last year of me making new connections and making new friends. And a lot of them get to be on this record with me and, and helped make it a reality. And it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's, I don't really know what words I can, I can give to, you know, to say how thankful I am to have made those friendships. But um, I think with, with Josh, with Diamond Ace, I, I saw him playing guitar in a few videos on Twitter. Uh, immediately recognized that he was a much better guitarist than I was. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you just gotta come over and tread on some tracks. And he was also just super down and super enthusiastic to, to put something together with me. And we ended up uh, making Call together and over the last year and it took a really long time for it to get released because we, we finished it a, a while ago, maybe six months ago. And that's kind of just the, the process, I think. A lot of times a song can get put together and, and be finished and it might, not, it might not come out for a little while. And that's just something that you, you have to deal with, I think, in this space. But I know he was chomping at the bit to have it out. He was very proud of it. I'm very proud of it as well. It's one of the only two songs on the CD that I sing on. Not sure if I'm going to be doing that again <laughs> in the future. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. I didn't me. know that. Yeah, that's me. And, and the opening track, Waves, is, is me as well. And I was going to ask about that. Like, you didn't list the singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sang on those two, and it, it worked out, I think, for... Uh, as good as it was going to work out for those tracks, there was a really long time where I was debating whether I was like, someone else has got to do this. I can't, I can't do this. And, <laughs> you know, kind of getting inside my head and stuff. And, you know, we, we ended up keeping it. Everybody just said like, dude, own it. You know, it sounds great. Everything sounds worse to the person who created it a lot of the times. You know, you're always so <laughs> self-conscious. So everybody's kind of encouragement got me there. Yeah, I feel like they wouldn't let you release it if it was horrible. No, no. I mean, I would. I hope not. <laughs> oh, they're not just like, yeah, go for it, buddy, <laughs> sucker. But <laughs> no, I, I, 
I, I trust their opinions and, and that's why I kind of eventually decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it and let yeah. that be the be the song. Well your your voice definitely suits the mood of of that track and uh what I really love about this album is that it's kind of all over the place and for as far as like mood goes and it all fits together still just like whatever you're feeling it's it's on here that's that's awesome that's definitely a mission accomplished in, in that respect i had originally it's you know it's volume one dream so i've been touting this thing as a multi-volume set you know from the beginning now i actually have to follow up on that which you know is my mistake but uh <laughs> it was originally sort of conceptualized as a a light and dark, dark to light um, sort of thing, and that was brought about by this this last year and, and all of the things that everybody has been going through, all of the the political issues and and the systemic uh, justice and injustice uh, issues, and and obviously the pandemic and what that's done to our civilization really, and, and how it's changed our entire world and all of our lives and songs like phoenix songs like new horizon you know they they talk about um, very hopeful emotions very mm -hmm. very positive things trying to say that we can still rise out of this and we can still love each other we can still be one human race we can we can we're all a family and and that was that a theme that i wanted to definitely be on there but it turned from being black and white dark to light to being a little bit more a little bit more ambiguous you know the more i started thinking about the things that i've gone through and the things that other people have gone through and just that there can be so many moods throughout a day i'm not sure if that's to my benefit or not i know a lot of people a lot of artists you know they're very good at honing in on the mood that they want to try and portray with their music and with their songwriting and they do amazing jobs with that and you know there's definitely something to be said for that and I kind of treat each song just differently like each song can go in a different direction that the last song may not have and I like these ideas of little islands of music little islands of moods that you find and I, I was worried if that would work as an album uh, if it would work front to back like that but hearing you say that and, and hearing other people say that you know it's you know front to back a really a good experience you know that's it's very reassuring to hear yeah ab absolutely uh, i didn't know if you intended to go into it with that sort of black and white impression but it, you definitely covered the entire spectrum of moods <laughs> that's good yeah i mean uh this is supposed to be well, it's it's dream, you know. Obviously, is the first the first volume here, and and you know, while the the dichotomy ideas is more or less still the, the plan, I didn't want to chain it down to that. And right now, the plan is for the next volume to be titled Void, mm -hmm. and it's, it's going to theoretically de <laughs> deal with uh, the concept of the void, um, you know, what lies in it, what lies beyond it, and what that means to us is. As human beings and I kind of see the void as you know we're growing up we're all becoming adults and and everybody does and, and that can be a really really scary thing so uh, this last year you know finally making the commitment to get married and kind of telling myself to grow up telling myself to 
shake myself out of whatever kind of mindset I had before that was preventing me from becoming uh, who I really wanted to be. So uh, the void, I think, can be a very sort of ominous and uh, scary kind of concept if somebody's staring into the void. But just like with dream, there's there's both positives and negatives to that. There's both uh, lights and darks to every day that in our lives. So hopefully the next volume kind of continues that story of of moving past the dream and then kind of facing reality and staring into the void, so to speak, and figuring out what the next step is. Yeah. Is the void staring back at you? That will be explored in Volume 3, Chapter 2, <laughs> Cosmic Horror Edition. No, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I have not. That's a very good question. I know that you meant it as a joke, but that is a cool concept that I definitely want to be present there. So it's actually funny that you say that. <laughs> <laughs>
So let's see. I wanted to ask about uh, well, a couple more songs. Um, Lose You with Oceanside 85. Yes. That one That one hit hard. <laughs> yeah. I previously tried to uh, get Oceanside on a collab in Tom Selica and the band, unfortunately, sort of. I will not say that Tom Selica is dead. Okay. Don't, and don't anyone take me to the bank on that. <laughs> um, but you know, when we kind of settled down and, and we, we kind of split and took a break, there was just artists that I wanted to work with again, or I wanted to complete that, that cycle with, and, and Chelsea was one of them. And as I wrote this song, it, it was shaping up to be, you know, musically very, very kind of different, very, it, it stood on its own in a very different way, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, the chord progressions and the melodies there, they're, they're meant to kind of give you that sadness a little bit, I think. And, you know, there's, like I said before, there's sadness, there's hopefulness, there's there's positivity. But it, obviously when she uh, when she got the track and she did her thing, you know, she really wrote it to, to her experience that she was going through at that time. And, you know, I don't want to speak much for her because I know that it was very personal for her. But the fact that she was wanting to share that with me and other people through this song that was really really impactful for me uh, just it, it let me know that there is there is something special there and there was something about that song that was just an earworm it just really the melody just really kind of stuck with you and her lyrics really stick with you and i think if if anyone's gone through loss or it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. I mean, this one appears to be about that, but you know, I think losing anyone important or anyone who has been a big part of your life and then suddenly is not uh, can be a really hard thing to go through. And I think that's that's something we can all relate to. I want the lyrics and, and the meanings of, of these songs to, to mean someone to someone. And I, I want it to connect and uh, it, could even just mean that it connects with me, right? I mean, it's, we're all obviously as artists on some level concerned with whether people are going to like our stuff and whether people are going to accept our music and our, you know, our vision that we're putting out there. But at the end of the day, we have to be going for what's going to make us happy too. Otherwise, there's really, there's no point to it. And I, I don't mean to knock whatsoever on uh, synthwave lyrics that are a little bit more in theme with the genre, I don't, I don't mind neon lights or night skies or any of that stuff. Or drives at night. Uh, it's all the kind of lyrical types that have really cemented themselves in the genre, and that's totally cool. I just, I, I want to have a little bit more. I think like a human emotion kind of present there, not just the nostalgia, not just those those memories that we connect to when we listen to Synthwave. Yeah. You can call me the, I'm like the emo of Synthwave. We'll just we'll, yeah, we'll put it that way. <laughs> That's going to be sick. <laughs> some emo kid who grew up and ended up making Synthwave, really. <laughs> I'm sleeveless jacket now. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad jacket. <laughs> Hooded jacket. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in the rain with a hood. <laughs> Uh, Maya Camera, very good choice for Phoenix. Just, I, I've loved her vocals and the, the fact that she comes from a Christian music background, like the just the power with which she sings. You mm-hmm. know, absolutely. I I am not 
personally a spiritual person, but I respect the heck out of where she's coming from and uh, how she's built herself up and, and just what her brand is. You know, she just, she's made her, her brand as this kind, caring, supportive person in the community. And she just made that decision to start working on all this synth wave. And it was just, in my opinion, a really, really fantastic decision. I mean, she's done so many awesome collabs uh, with, with Morphoise, with, with Michael Cross, just all over the board, right? And I'm glad that I was able to get in there and, and snag her, you know, uh, before she got super busy with all this other stuff. And I think that faith doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. Um, for some people, obviously, that's very much a spiritual thing. But that's why I think the, the combination worked perfectly on Phoenix is because that song is meant to be the hopeful side of the album. It's meant to be that kind of oasis there somewhere in the middle of the album that is just a little bit different. It's, it hits a little bit harder, a little bit different. It, it speaks a different sort of positive message. And I, I don't think anybody else except for Maya would have been able to make that happen. Yeah, I really love what she's adding to the scene right now. Absolutely. She's got a unique sound. She does. She does. Yeah, just a, the experience of working with her, the experience, like everybody, I'll probably keep saying this like, you know, five more <laughs> times, but the experience with working with everybody was so, it's just smooth. You know, you, you, you imagine working with that many different people on an album, um, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a who's who. Of, of people on on dream and you think it would and it did not ha it was not without its challenges that's a lot it, there's a lot to coordinate like on the admin side especially when it comes to publishing that but the collaborations creatively and artistically were just smooth as butter and that's what kind of let me know that that was the right choices yeah um i mean we were going to find out eventually we keep seeing your names together <laughs> yeah well <laughs> Yeah, we're all, it, that's the, we don't want it to seem like it is like some big, you know, back padding between us. It's, it's mm -hmm. really like that we are so excited for everybody that, that we are friends with to see what they're producing and see what they're putting out in the world and what they're sharing. Um, especially if they've been like sharing it with us or with me for like a few months, like asking for thoughts and things like that. And then to see it finally come out you know there's definitely that that sense of pride there and yeah you probably end up seeing us cheering for each other every single time <laughs> we do something cool well i meant more like uh, featured on each other's albums you oh know? yeah oh yeah my bad yeah absolutely yeah i mean shadow runner and, and and system glitch both did a song together on on system glitch's album and uh i know that there's more in the future that has not been talked about yet, but uh, also who put out a song? Max Parker put out a song with Geovoc yeah. just the other day, and that that's just an amazing, amazing song. I mean, Max Parker, both of those guys really, but Max Parker especially, he just has like that that vibe, like that dreamy sort of, I'm sitting on a beach on a tropical island, sort of just having the time of my life kind of vibe. And he just, he really leans into that and it's awesome. Um, and then with Dan's vocals on there, it's, it's great. So we're all, we're all kind of working together and we're all, we're all here to, to help each other and support each other. And whether that means buying each other's records, putting them up on our wall, sharing with our friends or collabing on their next single, 
uh, it's a really awesome relationship. It's a really awesome ecosystem. And I hope it doesn't, uh, I hope it doesn't go away anytime soon. No, I'm, I'm already a fan of the collective. You can't fall apart now. Yeah. You know, don't, I'm very (laughs) jaded. You know, I've, I've come from broken band homes. (laughs) That was metal. (laughs) Um, but I, I, I certainly, I hope not. And we do have an awesome bond and, and that, like I said, that feedback loop and that, uh, and that partnership is, is still really strong. So mm-hmm. plus there's like not an ego between you, you all come into this, you know, having done this solo, you know how hard that is. And you come to each other, you know, knowing how to work together. It's a learning experience every single time. Cause every single creative, I don't care what you say is, is a sensitive bitch, like every, <laughs> every one of us. And it, it's really hard to not only to like release your own music, like there's, that's a challenge in and of itself, but to continuously be going to others for constructive criticism is, it can be a difficult sort of thing to swallow and, and go for. But when you get into that relationship and that feedback loop, it, it can be one of the most rewarding things that, that you could possibly do as an artist. And yeah, at this point we've, we're, it's just like no brainer to ask each other to be on each other's tracks. You know, it's just like, oh, it makes sense. You know, this is the person that I would go to to do A or B or C. And it's it's good to have those sorts of friends in your back pocket. Yeah. Well, now that you've seen the uh, final product of what happens when you work together, it just comes out so polished. You can tell there's more than one set of ears on that. I think that that's what it has to be. And I don't know really what quality my music would really be sitting at if I hadn't swallowed my pride and said, here, rip it apart. Like, let me know what you think, like seriously, and asking for that and being humble. And I'll be honest, like, it's it's still difficult. Some friends are more truthful than others and a little bit more harsh than others, but they care about it so much. They want to see their friends succeed even if it means telling them something they might not want to hear. And that's, I think, maybe not always present. I think this has kind of been talked about here and there in the, in the synth fam communities, you know, on Twitter and, and elsewhere, but people not really being honest with each other. And I, I don't really think that blasting someone on Twitter for a shitty mix is the way to go about that. So I, I I really think that we I kind of go by like I will support you in public and I will I will help coach you in in private. It's kind of something that we say at work, which I can't believe I'm saying that right now, but it makes total <laughs> it's perfect sense though. Like the point of us being friends and being in a community together is so that we can support each other and so we can lift each other up and and however we can elevate each other to new heights and that's what makes a community a good community, right? Mhm. I don't think that, you know, brand new producer, you know, on the scene who just released his first song and might not know everything that there is to know about mixing or chord progression or or songwriting really deserves the ire of of people, you know, in front of everybody else. But at the same time, I think that it is that artist's responsibility to be humble and be willing to learn and, and realize that they have people who are willing to help them if they are able to ask and asking is kind of one of the most challenging things you can do, but that's how you get better. It's how you learn new things. It's how you try new things. It's how you open new perspectives into your life. And 
you can't live your, your life in a, in a vacuum. You can't live it in an echo chamber. You, know, you got to kind of step out of sight of all that and just accept it. If you're willing to get better, then you got to make the move. I know how it feels to be misunderstood, not to feel the way you should. Tears fall from your eyes I know you question why You can't seem to satisfy this feeling deep inside Sometimes you want to scream out To reach out for some help It's time to silence those
Volume 1 Dream by Jacket. Are there any CDs left? Yes, yes, there uh, is a, a few. You know, God, they've just been flying off the shelves, and people are just... No, there's 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 a lot left. So if you want one, <laughs> <laughs> what? If you want what I got one. People, jacketsynthwave.bandcamp.com. Go get this. It's it's a CD, not a vinyl. You can afford it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I uh, I did the art myself. I somehow got it to print on a CD case correctly, and I just feel like. You know that makes me happy. I'm like, well, this didn't print like sideways, so so that's you know that's good. Um, yeah, they look beautiful. I I, I really wanted just something to uh, kind of just commemorate that that this happened and that I worked on this, and it was something that not just me, but me and my friends put together and, and made a reality. So you know, even if I don't sell all these, it's totally fine. I just like looking at them. I'm, I like the fact that they exist. <laughs> They'll sell. Sometimes it's hard to catch fire, like especially in the summer when everyone's releasing at the same time. Right. And, you know, the good thing I think about an album, and I, I don't want to knock on any one strategy. I think that any, you know, an indie artist has to do what's going to work best for them in terms of their strategy and in terms of how they want to get their music out to people and how they want to release. Um, I know that the single avenue, you know, releasing singles every month or every two months is, you know, there's a model there. There's a model of people who say, you know, screw that. That's not what I want to do. I'm going to write nothing but albums and that works for them too. But I, I will say that the nice thing about an album is that you have a bit more runway to continue to promote and continue to market and continue to send it to different places because now conceivably you have nine to 10 tracks that you can try and put in different places over time, as opposed to one song and sending that to every single place that you possibly can and, and promoting the hell out of it. And there's not uh, any one way, but that's that's kind of what's sticking in my mind is uh, I wasn't really expecting to sell all these CDs I had made on, on day one, right? And even to just see a trickle of orders come through on Bandcamp has been like really crazy to me, um, but super rewarding. And I think that each of these songs has a potential, you know, to be pushed somewhere and sent somewhere over the next however many months. So it gives me a little bit more runway to let that grow and, and see what happens in a, in a few months or six months time. I think that uh, it's easier to get attention on a particular track if you release it by itself. When you release a whole album, I think it's harder to get people to sit down and listen to the whole thing. Absolutely. And, and that's the problem. Well, it's not a problem. It's just more of a, it's just how we consume content and how we're used to consuming content. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And there's a, there's a risk, there's a creative risk. There's a, a you know, emotional risk, I think, attached to putting yourself into an album as an indie artist and really putting your all into it. But now that I've done it, <laughs> I, I'm really super proud of it. And even if one person sits there and experiences it as an entire album and listens to the whole thing like that's that's awesome for me i mean i i really honestly couldn't ask for anything more anything past that point it's just a bonus right so it's challenging but it's it's also rewarding yeah you should be proud of this one it's a good one thank you thank you i appreciate it <laughs> i know that my boy Christian, aka Shadowrunner, is going to have an interview that's airing here soon, and his new album is coming out on the 23rd. 
and uh, I, you know, would be remiss if I didn't send a shout out to him and uh, say how absolutely awesome that album is. And he's got a collector's edition vinyl pre-order going on right now. So if you are that kind of collector, and, and I think that Bobby said it pretty well, is that here in a few months or a few years time or however long it takes, I think Shadowrunner is going to be kind of that benchmark that people listen to and remember about this this period in Synthwave. Uh, I, I think that it's it's that good and it's that well produced and an absolute you know, powerhouse of, a, of an album. So there's that. Go and support him. He's awesome. He's a good guy. Yeah, I think uh, he only needs like three more last I checked, but that was that was yesterday. <laughs> he may have gotten them. Uh, he may have gotten them already, and uh, I think that's that's through Red Manor Records, and you know they do a great job of uh, releasing great artists and, and putting stuff together. Uh, so, got mine. Yep, I I have not gotten mine yet. Uh, I have not gone the vinyl route with anything yet. I've I've been more of a CD and and cassette collector up until this point. So I'm hoping to support him that way. But I know that he will get the pre-orders that he needs. Yep. And uh, he'll be on my show Tuesday. Might be a normal time. Might have to wait until 6 p.m. Pacific, depending on whether or not I have jury duty. <laughs> I did see that post. Yes. Uh, either way, it'll be on Tuesday. So. And if you will allow me, I do have one other thing. You know, I, I am a big fan of Le Remixes. I think that that is another awesome way to bring more artists into the fold and get their names out there and, and to make new friends. So uh, if you've noticed a pattern in my releases until now, you notice that I am kind of a original work then remix sort of guy in between. Um, there will be a Dream remix album. Um, it is uh, just about put together. I think I'm waiting for two more remixes in hand before it is it's a full thing and um some of the songs got remixed multiple times so i think it's going to end up being like a 13 track album or something like that and some of the uh some of the artists on there i was very very happy to have them be a part of it so that is coming later this year i'm going to say like end of summer early fall not making any promises but that is on its way soon Awesome. So is this uh, remixes by other boys of summer? There are some boys uh, of the summer variety on the album. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a couple of them on there. Uh, I won't reveal who, who they are at this time, but I think... It's not just in, them. No, it's not just them. Okay. Uh, we, we, have, we have got lots of other people. I really wanted to have more than just synthwave remixes on there. Basically, I, I have a lot of musical interests and a lot of I think there's a lot of overlap uh, with other sides of electronic music as well. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that there was some producers on there that represented those other sides. So it's it's a mixed bag. So look forward to it. Cool. So uh, what do we want to play out with? Flash Forward is a favorite of mine. It's also like the really old. It's the oldest one. It's like the, the oldest brother on the album. Really? Okay. Yeah, let's hear that. Mr. Jacket, <laughs> I, I want to thank you for being on the show and that wonderful release. You should be very proud of it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me, Karin. It's awesome to get the chance to talk the album and, and just talk uh, talk everything that we did. Um, yeah, I would love to come back and I love the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and I want to thank all the listeners, uh, the ones hanging out in the IRC, 
YouTube chat or wherever you're listening from. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Karin Zoe Lee, and my guest, Jacket. And uh, congrats on the release once again. And we are going to listen to Flash Forward. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>